Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. to get locked and stepped not two step tonight they take on the la kings a critical four-game road trip to start this the second half of the regular season this is orders now bob stoffer joining you from a rainy los angeles Oilers now for World of Spas, aching after a long day. World of Spas offers tubs designed with your relief in mind. Rest, recover, and relax with World of Spas, Alberta's number one swim spa dealer. Visit worldofspas.com. Full preview coming up of tonight's game, Edmonton and Los Angeles. The Oilers have yet to hit the ice uh, over at crypto.com arena. We'll also have a complete recap of a, a really odd game against Colorado, but frankly, one that probably made many of you feel a little bit nervous about where the Edmonton Oilers are at. We'll discuss that and uh, some seismic trades, not in the NHL, but in Major Junior Hockey. A little bit of that discussion coming up on today's edition of Oilers. Now, our guests will include NHL insider John Shannon. L.A. Kings color analyst Daryl Evans scored a pretty big goal back in the day in the Miracle of Manchester. And uh, from Daily Faceoff, Mike McKenna, longtime pro goaltender with some really interesting perspectives. We will tell you it's my expectation that tonight we see Stuart Skinner start. Uh, Stuart is about to, uh, he and his wife are about to welcome a new member into their family. And you may see Stuart leave the team for a couple of days, which would mean that Jack Campbell would start in Anaheim. We'll monitor that situation for you. You can reach us on the River Creek Resort Casino hotline at 780-496-0063. The River Creek Resort Casino excitement. Bet on it. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Same number, 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to ashleyfinefloors.com for more information. I'm available, Bob underscore Stoffer. The show Twitter account is at Oilers now. Brendan Escott is a big part of the show as well, at Brendan with two E's, Escott with two T's. Brendan, you are in the building Saturday night. There is no way to sugarcoat this at all. The Edmonton Oilers, for 52 minutes of that game, got crushed five-on-five five by the Colorado Avalanche. 
Suffice it to say, uh, Avs are a good skating team. Uh, very, very strong skating team. I think we saw that. They checked hard. Uh, they were ultra-aggressive on the penalty kill and really all over the ice. And I think that, you know, it's not to say Edmonton wasn't prepared for it, but, uh, you know, it's a good brand of hockey that Colorado plays, obviously. Well, I think it revealed a little bit of separation uh, between the two teams. And, you know, it's funny. Um there's some people in the Colorado organization that over the years we've gotten to know, and they weren't pleased with how the team had played since Nathan McKinnon had come back from injury. They liked how they were playing going into the Christmas break without McKinnon. They were playing staunch defensively. They were getting some stops in between the pipes, and then everybody kind of relaxed a bit when McKinnon came into the lineup, and they stunk the joint out as the game wore on, had a bad uh, ten minute stretch against the Vancouver Canucks when they had a two nothing lead. So they were a team that was uh you know focused. That said, they don't have Gabriel Laniscog and Valerie Nichushkin. They don't have Bowen Byram and Josh Manson and they didn't even have Pavel Francois, who you could argue that Georgiev's the number one goalie, but Francois has had success against Edmonton. And what concerned me during the course of that game is how badly McKinnon going head-to-head against Leon Dreisaitl, Nugent Hopkins, and Hyman were doing. And I know you were sitting next to me from basically halfway through the first period on. I think I mentioned four separate times in the first 40 minutes of that game. The Oilers got to put McDavid and Dreisaitl together because they're rolling McKinnon and Rantanen together. And when they do, they're they're crushing Edmonton five-on-five. And lo and behold, in the final eight minutes of the game, the Oilers put McDavid and Dreisaitl back together with Hyman and Edmonton won the five-on-five battle in the final eight minutes. Um, Oilers power play got them two goals. It's lethal power play. You know, this is a right now the league's at the fourth highest power play percentage since 1964. So power play numbers are up, and nobody's got a better power play than Edmonton. But if Edmonton's going to improve here, and they have traditionally been a second-half team, uh, they're going to have to improve their five-on-five play. And Colorado exposed some challenges. And I I expect the improvement to happen first with some internal opportunities. But I do expect external additions made at some point over the next seven weeks. Let's do it. it. Into the Oilers Now Audio Vault. It has been presented for the last seven years on this show by Direct Workwear. Featuring Edmonton's largest selection, unbeatable prices, and customer service that makes you feel like family. I'm going to jump in Jack here, Michaels Bob, with the call. Because I didn't put it in my work folder. So if you want to buy me a second, I can run over there. Sure, do why don't I? Sure, <laughs> uh, I can buy you a second. Here's Whoops. what we'll do instead. That's fine, Brendan. Those things happen once in a while. You're probably trying to text me on the fly. I talked about the fact that Edmonton has been a second-half team. In 1920, Dave Tippett's first year coaching the team in the first 41 games, the Oilers were at a 536 winning percentage. They were 20-17-4 through the first 41 games. In the next 30 games, remember that season was ended due to the pandemic. In the next 30 games, the Edmonton Oilers played 650 hockey at 17-8-5. They recalled Yamamoto and Caleb Jones from the minors. They put Yamamoto on a line with Nugent Hopkins and Dreisaitl, and that kind of spurred the team a bit. In 2021, at one point, uh, the Oilers were sitting at 14-11, but for the purposes of first half, second half, um, we'll, we'll go with 17 and 11. In the 2021 season, they dropped three state games to Toronto to drop to 14 and 11. Then they beat Ottawa a couple times and improved to 17 and 11. So there are 17 and 11 through 28 games. And, uh, that is a 607 winning percentage. 
in the second half, the final 28 games that year, they went 678, 18, 8, and 2 in the second half of the year. Last season, the Oilers were 22, 16, and 3 through the first 41 games, a 573 winning percentage. And they went 27, 11, and 3, obviously, with a coaching change, 695 in the second half of the year. This year, they're 21, 17, and 3. Had they beaten Colorado uh, the other night, they would have been 22. Uh, let's see if I got the math right. 22, 17, and 2. But uh, almost identical to the record they had the year before. But uh, anyhow, I digress. 21, 17, and 3. And not at a winning percentage that uh, they're, you know, they want to be at right now. They're at 548. They've been a second-half team. They have an easier schedule in the second half. And they should have found a way, ultimately, to have beaten Colorado the other night because they had some breaks. Colorado was struggling to score, even though they dominated play five-on-five, and they wasted a great start from Stuart Skinner. As we go to the Oilers Now Audio Vault for direct workwear. Always a special night when the champions are in town and the Colorado Avalanche arrive stumbling, staggering, and sputtering due to their usual and seemingly annual spate of injuries. The Edmonton Oilers are not in the mood to be sympathetic. McCarr, quick dish. McKinnon wires one into the glove. And Skinner splayed out to his fullest extent. Makes another brilliant save. Pass to Drysaddle on the goal line. Fired it across. McDavid in front home by Zach Hyman. Power play goal, Edmonton. one nothing. Hyman scores his 19th from McDavid. Nugent Hopkins waits, waits, circles, centers, one-timer Barry, and that was wide. Rebound, Georgiev, played out, and it's tucked home. And it's Zach Hyman again, his second power play goal of the night, and now we've got a dust-up behind the net. Colorado felt like liberties were taken with the Georgiev. Jack, they're well, the Oilers have gone up 2-0, at least for now. You nailed it. I think the Oilers jammed the puck in through his pads. They're definitely, if I'm Jared Bednar, I fully expect Colorado to challenge They're already looking They're going to challenge this goal. After Coach's Challenge video review, it was determined that the original shot by Edmonton, number 18, crossed the goal line. We have a good goal. That's what I thought. I finally got one right. Oilers control down low, protecting Clean Costin. Out of his reach, McKinnon split defenders. He's got a chance and scores over the left shoulder of Stuart Skinner. And just like that, the Avalanche are right back in the game. It's 2-1 to one as McKinnon able to break through for Colorado, his 10th goal of the season. Well, they got two guys that have been driving it all night, McKinnon and McCarr. Barry came over, chiseled it free. It squirted out in the high slot, stepping up as Hunt with a quick shot, and he ties the game. Brad Hunt with his first goal of the season. Shot for the point blocked, and we're going to have overtime as it has to finish. 2-2, Colorado and Edmonton. Now Cam McCarr breaks loose the puck through Zach Hyman to the net. Rich shot, score! McCarr wins it for Colorado in overtime. 3-2. Avalanche hit the posts in regulation. The Oilers hit them in overtime. And McCarr, the game winner, his 10th. And it's Colorado 3, Edmonton 2. The Avalanche come all the way back. 
All right, there you have it. That's an audio recap of the game the other night uh, between the Edmonton Oilers and the Colorado Avalanche again for direct workwear featuring Edmonton's largest selection, unbeatable prices, and customer service that makes you feel like family. Uh, We talked about the fact that Edmonton was dominated five on five for 52 minutes until they loaded up dry settle McDavid and Hyman. there's no question Edmonton's missing Evander Kane. So let's talk about Evander Kane for a second. Um, you know, originally we thought worst case scenario middle of March. Uh, Evander, by his own admission, has been a quick healer. At this stage, I would say no later than February the 7th. But it would not surprise me if he's trying to talk his way into the lineup possibly as early as next week. I don't know if that'll happen. Um I could foresee the Oilers have a couple home games in the final uh, week of January before they get their uh, week uh, off uh, as part of the CBA. I wonder whether or not he ends up playing in one of those games against Columbus and Chicago, if that's when Kane returns. Now, that said, they played a team in Colorado was down two real good forwards with Landis Skog and Nachushkin. Uh, but the Oilers have missed Kane. One of the things that's happened this year is Edmonton's looked... Uh, there were two players, Yessa Pugliarvi and Connor Yamamoto, that you know basically saw significant jumps in their salaries to the $3 million range. Last year, the trio of Yamamoto, Pugliarvi, and Warren Fogle had 32 even-strength goals. We're halfway through the season, and that same trio has a total of eight. So that they're they're at the pace of half the amount of even strength goals as they or five on five goals as they had last year. They got to get more productivity uh, from Yamamoto. I think we're going to see a resolution to the situation with Yasapoliarvi by March the third at the absolute latest. Uh, I mean, he played under ten minutes again the other night. I think the Oilers are going to have to find a way to. Uh, even when Kane comes back, and you'll have five forwards capable of playing 19 minutes a game, McDavid and Dry settle at around 22, Hyman at 20, Nugent Hopkins at 19 and a half, and Kane at 19 and a half. I think they'll have to incorporate more forwards. Uh, in the short term, it's my belief you're going to see a fair amount of Philip Roberg play. Not out of the realm of possibility that Vincent DeHarnay may get some games here over the next two weeks. Just there's some chances with the schedule and that sort of thing. Uh, DeHarnay is a six foot seven right shot defenseman that has been one of the uh, stabilizing forces in Bakersfield. When he's been out of the lineup, they've struggled. He's led the American Hockey League in plus minus last year. Um, so, and, and you know, you, you take a look at the 11 and 7 versus 12 and 6, and I wouldn't surprise me if Edmonton went back to 12 and 6 tonight, which would mean that Fogel would play. But again, the Oilers haven't run any lines yet uh, after going 11 and 7 in back to back games. The reality of the situation is the Oilers need more throughout their lineup 5 on 5. Their power play remains unbelievable. It's over 3% higher than anybody else in the league at 32.2%. But 32 five-on-five goals last year from Yamamoto had 14, Pogliarvi and Fogel each had nine. Those three have eight this year. And instead of costing $5.5 million on the cap like they did last year, those three are costing $9 million on the cap this year. That's part of the issue that's in turn, and you'll say Stoffer, the orders are fourth in the league in goals four. They've got to cut down goals against. They've actually cut down goals against over the last six games. They've only given up 14. That is a one of the things that needs to occur here. 
I still believe Edmonton, and they're not on pace for it, but I believe Edmonton's going to have a better second half. I gave you the numbers. Last three years, 650 in the second half, 678, 695 winning percentage. I expect Edmonton to be uh, over 600. They're going to need to be 650 or better to make the playoffs. We'll see what happens here. Again, John Shannon, Daryl Evans, and Mike McKenna coming up. It is currently 1222 in Edmonton. And when we come back as best we can, we'll get to the game day lineup report for McGuire Financial as well as NHL Day today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott, joining you in Oilers now. 1224 to our top story for legacy heating and cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy. Legacy heating and cooling, a rematch of last year's round one of the Stanley Cup playoffs, Edmonton and Los Angeles. Don't forget, last year, the Kings did not have Doughty or Victor Arvidsson in the lineup. Tonight, they will not have Trevor Moore. He scored the hat-trick for L.A. when they beat the Oilers 3-1 earlier this season. It's not the only big game in L.A. The national championship game, it's taking place tonight between Georgia and TCU. There are thousands, and I mean thousands, of Georgia fans in and around the building. The Bulldogs are staying at our hotel here as well. We'll get to the game day lineup report a little bit later on from McGuire Financial. Uh, we want to wait and see what happens at Oilers Morning Skate. But at this time, for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandising specialist, head to ElitePromoMarketing.com. Let's uh, bring in Brendan Escott, and we'll, yeah, we got NHL. Yeah, we got updates on the Oil Kings and Bakersfield, but some huge news out of the WHL as well. Yeah, that's right. Involving uh, Team Canada products here. The trade deadline for junior hockey is tomorrow. So we've got uh, the Kamloops Blazers, the hosts of the Memorial Cup this year, acquiring Olin Zellweger from the Everett Silvertips along with a point-per-game player in uh, Ryan Hofer. This is an exchange for 10 draft picks, 10 of them, including four first-rounders, two seconds, a third, a fourth, a fifth, and a sixth, all for the Bantam draft, of course, two roster players and two prospect players. So Olin Zellweger on his way to the Memorial Cup host Kamloops Blazers. Zach Ostopchuk, of course, of St. Albert, is going from the Vancouver Giants, where he was captain, to the Winnipeg Ice in exchange for another haul, three first-round picks, a couple of roster players, and a couple of prospects as well. And then uh, Colton Dock, who got hurt and knocked out of the World Junior Tournament, he also of St. Albert, goes from Kelowna to the Seattle Thunderbirds, the absolutely loaded Seattle Thunderbirds. He's going to be out, uh, it sounds like a couple of months, I guess, with this upper body injury, Bob, but uh, that uh, that loads them up even more. Colton Dock in a fifth-round pick to Seattle. Ty Hurley, who spent some time in the AJ, a first-round, a second-round, and a fourth-round pick going the other way, along with an 05 defenseman. Philadelphia at Buffalo, Nashville at Ottawa, Seattle is in Montreal tonight. The Kraken are scoring like a house on fire. They've surpassed the Oilers. They're third in the league in goals four. Uh, we will also tell you um, what else happened this weekend. The Bakersfield Condors played pretty well yesterday. They can't score. They lost 2-1 uh, in Calgary against the Wranglers. they got another game coming up. I think it's, is it tomorrow? Anyways, uh, they got another they got two a two game series in Calgary. It is tomorrow. The, yep. Yep. The, the Edmonton Oil Kings uh, won in a shootout over Lethbridge on Saturday night. The Alberta Golden Bears are about to drop in the national rankings. How about this game on Friday, Brendan? Down five nothing, eleven minutes in against Mount Royal. You know the Golden Bears practice at seven forty five in the morning. 
Hmm. For 25 years, the team practiced at 5 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, anyhow, down 5 nothing. Fought their way all the way back against Mount Royal. Got it to overtime. Lost in a shootout 6-5 on Friday. And then got meet, beaten down in Calgary 4-2. Uh, Alberta was 4. Mount Royal was 5 in the national rankings. That's about to switch here coming up. All right. 12-28 uh, in Edmonton. Oh, yeah. Georgia against TCU. Georgia is going to blow them out. It ain't going to be close. TCU lost to K-State. K-State got walloped by Alabama. Um, and you talk to the Georgia partisans here, and they'll tell you the team that they probably feared the most was Alabama, but they didn't make it into the Final Four. Steve from BC is going to take uh, issue with me. He says, Bob, based on 650 winning percentage, what the players all need to perform at an elite level for 60 minutes so far this year, they've not done that. The salaries paid are not the reason for losing the darn game. Again, you can text us 780-496-0063 on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Bob, what about getting Jake McCabe from Calgary for Jesse and a farmhand? He's a tough player and he can play too. James, Jake McCabe has a seven-team no-trade list. He's American. Do the math. You can text us at 780-496-0063. Keep it coming. Uh, v says, Bob, the Oilers miss Duncan Keith more than anything. Here's what I'd say. Internal solutions in the short term. You're going to see Broberg play a bunch here, I would assume. Um, Got to get Holloway some more minutes. I do think Edmonton adds one, if not two forwards by the deadline and closer to the deadline. I could see a play for a defenseman as well. But that's me. That's my opinion. Doesn't mean I'm going to be right. I just foresee that as a possibility. It is 1229 in Edmonton. We will head off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And when we come back for Legacy Heating and Cooling, our NHL insider, John Shannon. This is Oilers Now.